0: Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut
1: up and sit down.
0: This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and and Muff and friends but not really many friends this week kind of with a, with a friend with the officiating guru Nate Nate joins the show as usual welcome Nate
1: welcome welcome
0: welcome uh as always I am Muff the original generator the host of hosts also with us is
2: me Jim the other the,
0: guy? The only other person that's here. <laughs> good. I was like, good. who's
2: he talking about?
0: The Ohio. You know man, the other guy. The Ohio Degenerate. Uh for those that are watching on YouTube, you will see very quickly that Alex is not here, but we have given Alex his own uh his own video keepsake feed image, whatever we want to call this. Alex is sick today and has been sick for the past week. So get well soon, Alex. Yeah.
2: I feel bad for him.
0: It's been about a week, so see where that goes. Today is Monday, February 6th, and newsflash, Tom Brady is still retired.
2: Yeah, okay. All right.
0: Is retired, is still retired. Uh, Nate, there's going to be some questions for you coming up on that later, but uh, what were your initial thoughts when Tom Brady announced his retirement?
1: Uh, I thought he would take a little bit longer compared to what happened the first time, but after listening to other reports and whatever, um, I think last year really ticked him off whenever the news broke because he probably was contemplating it. But now he got to finally do it on his own. He didn't have to worry about Schefter, or Rappaport, Pellicero, whoever, breaking it. Oh, he's going to retire. He's going to retire.
2: What if, and I saw this on Twitter, so I can't take credit for it. What if this was all like the most major play of all? He went back to get Giselle to divorce him. He stays out long enough to get that done. He finalizes the divorce. He then gets his broadcasting money that she can't get because they're divorced. And this was the ultimate like play.
1: Well, I mean, he did always say he wanted to play till he was 45, which is what he did. But yeah, I also saw something like that. It's like, Brady's like, hmm, 375 mil from Fox. Yeah, Giselle's not getting a dime I mean, I think
2: it's a, a brilliant move on his part. Oh, I do if, too. If that's true.
0: Yeah. If true. Well, I also say
1: it's true until I'm proven wrong. All
0: right. There's more to come on this later. So let's not get too deep into it.
1: We're
2: not gonna dive into Tom
1: Brady. Okay, fine. I was
0: really excited. Can so many in. things. Can dive into Tom Brady later in the spot where we've dedicated a time to dive into Tom Brady.
2: The Tom Tom Brady dive got it,
0: got it. Uh, YouTube follow sports stuff with W forward slash Jim Amber Sam Muff, sports with Jim and Muff on YouTube. Subscribe, comment, rate, review, like, tickle, poke, squeeze. Good, good, Jim. It's not the same without Alec. Okay, we we'll keep that train rolling. Get on there, watch the videos, like the videos, even the ones that Jim's wife may not like, enjoy, or be excited about. I'm
2: glad you brought that up, Muff. I'm glad you <laughs> brought that up. I do want to say that my wife catches a bad rap on this show. She is a loyal listener. She uh, she did get me a uh, Kraken hat. As people are listening today, it would be my birthday. Um, my friends got me the Crack House shirt. The friends of the podcast you boys got me the crack house shirt but my wife is an angel and she is a loyal listener and she did hear the <clears> show <throat> and she's not happy with you sir for making it a video but she is a excellent excellent human being
0: i agree she's an excellent human being and just so we're clear you brought up the concern about her listening
2: i know it was my fault <laughs> i brought up the concern about her listening that was definitely on me and i apologize
0: I just put the clickbait out there. That's all I did. You're right. You're right. (laughs) So uh, way to go, Jordan. Way to go. We appreciate you. Uh, (laughs) Alex would usually do the Pittsburgh Penguins update, which I will do very quickly. Pittsburgh Penguins are in fifth place in the Metropolitan Division with uh, 57 points as we are finishing up the All-Star break. The All-Star break is concluded at this point. And uh, the Penguins today, uh, their GM had to answer some questions about the future of Mike Sullivan as the coach some people were getting a little antsy about that so we will see Jim how are how are the crack house, crack house crew doing?
2: nothing's moved you know I don't think any of them played I tried to actually bet on the Kraken and there was no games for me to bet on so and this is the all-star break yeah nothing happened the standings are the same so the Kraken are at the top of their division Vegas I, I apologize Vegas actually dropped a third. But uh the blue jackets are at the bottom. So my three teams the kraken reign supreme. Okay.
0: Uh Nate, any any uh NHL news or is
1: there any pirates news that I have not seen come through? Nothing that I can think of. I know we're just over a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting.
0: That's right. You heard it here, Jim. A week away from baseball. Yay. All right, which will dive us
2: right into the Super Bowl. Hey, before we get to that, football related, Mm -hmm. um, did you see Aaron Rodgers wins a pro-am at Pebble Beach?
0: I didn't see it, but I knew he was playing. I did not keep up with that this weekend.
2: Your boy won some golf, Muff. I can't believe, like, this should be one of the most titillating things in your life. Golf, Aaron Rodgers, He wins. Why aren't you just, like, going gaga for this?
0: I mean, it's exciting. It's good for him.
2: It's He's, good for you as a fanboy.
0: It is good for me as a fanboy. But, you know, we can, we can revel in this later. Uh, we can revel. Is once there he, time
2: to dive into that, too, in our in our no, script? No, there's
0: not. I did not put any golf talk in here, Jim. Just, well, I
2: just want to gear up for the offseason. You
0: know, this is that time. Uh, but, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, smoking dope. Maybe ayahuasca doing his thing. And he wins the program, so...
2: Maybe he's got a new career on on track.
0: Maybe he can maybe he can beat Tony Romo in the golf game once he retires.
2: Yeah,
0: and then beat him out of the booth. Uh, <clears throat> so anybody
2: could, anybody mm. could.
0: I think Tony Romo cares more about his golf game than his reporting game, but neither here nor there. Uh, which brings us into the Super Bowl preview. Let's go, Super Bowl. So we've ta- we talked about a little bit last week. Um, had a little bit more time to to think, ponder, and discuss. So um, let's just chat a little bit about each team. Some things that we think they need to do. I think last week we all tossed out one one key to victory. But let's let's do a, a deep dive, a deeper dive, I will say, into each of the teams. Let's start with flip a coin: Eagles, Chiefs.
2: No spread, just straight up.
0: Okay, the keys to victory before we talk about who wins, Jim. Flip a coin, oh, okay. who are we talking about first? Get your degenerate yeah, head uh, out of this. Let's,
2: let's get, sorry, let's go uh, Let's go, Kansas City first. Save the best for last.
0: Save the team that's favored, yes, for last. So the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, what are some things that they need to do in order to be successful in the Super Bowl?
2: Keep everything in front of them. I mean, that's very John Madden like. But don't let that run game take off and keep Jalen hurt, hurts, hurt, whatever you want to say.
0: His, his given hurt. name is Hurts.
2: Keep him right there in, in the in the pocket and don't let
1: him go anywhere.
0: Good, good. Nate, thoughts on what the Chiefs' defense has to do in this game?
1: I think what the Chiefs' defense has got to do is really not have that. Just like laps, like this seems like every time they get in a big game, their ways are like, oh well, the offense can bail us out. You can't rely on that offense to bail you out. Go in there, like everybody says, defense wins championships. Go out there and make a few plays for your buddy Mahomes.
0: That's it. I, I'm on the the thought of the bend don't break. Right, they could give up yards from twenty to twenty all day mm-hmm. long. They can at Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Jalen Hurts. They can throw the ball, but they have to be able to beat. Taught and they have to be able to be uh, disciplined inside the 20 if they get into the red zone. Uh, Field goals, if they can force the Eagles to two-plus field goals in this game, uh, I think that's a a win for the Chiefs, knowing that they bend but did not break. So um, some keys to victory. The Chiefs, any other thoughts? Keys on the defensive side of the ball? Um, I also think that if the Chiefs are able to put the Eagles into third down in six or seven plus scenarios, that's a win for the Chiefs, not just because it normally is a win, but then they have the opportunity to pin their ears back and run uh, at Jalen Hurts and maybe get him a little uneasy in the pocket. Um, so some keys to victory for me on defense defensive side of the ball. Any other thoughts there? No, that's pretty good, Muff. How about keys to victory for the Chiefs offense, staying with Chiefs?
2: Uh, heal their receivers in the next week. Make sure they have somebody to throw the ball to. Because at the end of that last playoff game, they had nobody.
1: What's Nate? From the Chiefs offense, I'm just saying stick to what you do best. I mean, everybody thinks they need to come out and put in some new wrinkle for the Super Bowl. I mean, and the Chiefs have been notorious for it, of having something wacky out there like the whole ring around the rosie in las vegas or whatever but just stick to what you do
0: i think for the chiefs it's going to be important for them to establish some type of run game early um they don't have to be clipping off 10 15 20 yard runs but they have to be able to move the ball with the run game uh, to get in third in manageable situations uh, throughout the game so <clears throat> that uh, the eagles on third down have to worry about is this a runner? Is this a pass? Not always. We can key on the pass and then go after Pat Mahomes, who may not be the most mobile quarterback in this game. So for the Chiefs, it is protect Mahomes and put them in uh, third and manageable situations and stay ahead of the chain, stay on schedule. Anything else for the Chiefs?
2: No, I don't like that.
0: All right, Jim, then you can lead the Eagles discussion.
2: I want the Eagles to win. That's pretty much it. Here's the keys to defensive break Mahomes' ankle.
0: Not even going to like just gloss over the fact, you know, pressure Mahomes, get get in his face. You're saying you, you want them to inflict <laughs> bodily harm on him. Yeah, Jimmy's break
1: taking a Greg Williams approach.
2: Just destroy him. That's the only way to win. Break him and keep him just a shell on the
1: ground. Nate, what do you think, buddy? Eagles defense, I think big thing is don't give up the big plays. Kind of like what Muff said about the Chiefs defense. Give up all the yards you want between the twenties. But I mean, you know the Chiefs are gonna take their shots. They're gonna be explosive. Not so, if you break him. No, well, true, not if you break him, but I, I don't
0: know, Jim. You were yeah. you're pretty high on Chad Henney when he came in. Couple weeks he ago, he did look you're, good. That is like, true. Oh I my thought God, about Chad well, is I don't true. think we lost too much. Why did we? Just Wait, yeah, I think it? you got to
1: limit the big plays, and then you got to come up with something. Whether it's double teaming or triple teaming, you cannot let Travis Kelsey beat you.
2: Oh, I know, God, God, I know. Break yeah. him too. Put him, fair, him on the list. Your favorite player, Jim. Your favorite
0: player. Uh Yeah, for the uh, the Eagles defense, it, it is to get pressure on Mahomes. It is to make him feel uncomfortable. Yes. He can make all the throws from different angles on one foot, but the more that he is uh, less comfortable, the better opportunities you have to have errant throws or maybe get some turnovers out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that will be a key. Um, and to make the, just, as I said with the chiefs offense, make, make them one dimensional, make that run, the run game. I believe the Eagles can stop them with four down linemen. I think they can keep them in check, and that means that you can have seven people in the backfield, the defensive backfield, doing your thing. So make them one-dimensional, and then capitalize on it when you do.
2: The hardest role I think for the Chiefs or the Eagles defense is that middle linebacker, because you got to watch Mahomes, and then you got to make sure you're not you're watching Kelsey sneak out of there. So you got your eyes, head's got to be on a swivel for both those those two, and that's hard. Which is why I go to my original game plan of break one of them. (laughs)
0: We here at Sports stuff do not condone intentional injuries, but...
2: Says who? You don't. I'm a fan.
0: Okay, remember this whenever Michigan plays the high state next year.
2: <laughs> I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Winning's winning. It's only cheating if you get caught.
0: I think if you intentionally break somebody's ankle on national television, you may get caught.
1: You might or you might not. No, it sounds like Jim's under the old man philosophy of no blood, no foul. So exactly break the bone, fine. Exactly. It's just no
0: compound fractures. This can't be Curt Schilling on the mound, huh?
1: Yeah, it's not okay. Yeah, no gumbies.
2: No gumbies.
0: <laughs> Good. Eagles offense next. Good. Jim,
2: thoughts. Uh Mr. Hertz is gonna just have a day. If he has a day, we're okay. No day. It's gonna be a rough day.
1: Nate. What does the Eagles offense have to do? They have got to stick to their game plan. I mean, I I think the Chiefs are going to come out hot like they always do. So you can't just get away from your game plan and try to play catch up from if you're down seven early, 10, 14, whatever. Stick to your game plan and don't get into a passing contest that you can't keep up with.
0: <clears throat> yes, okay. uh, I, I agree. The Eagles uh... – Need to be effective in the in the run game uh, to set up the pass game. Um, I think that the tight end position for Philadelphia could be a key key position. Dallas Goddard doing some big things in this game could be helpful to open up right those outside outside routes for AJ Brown and for Devonte Smith. So
2: big that be. doing big things,
0: doing big things, other things. In this game of interest, who do we think holds the advantage in the special teams arena? I'm gonna say Kansas City.
2: Yeah.
0: So Harrison Bucker versus Jake Elliott and the Punt I don't even know who the punters are, to be real honest. Uh Townsend. Is it Townsend for Kansas City? Sounds right, he's
1: long hair guy.
0: Yeah, and I have no idea who it is for Philadelphia. Um, but I know Sky Moore is the primary returner for the Chiefs, correct?
1: I believe so. Him and I think it's him and Kateri's Tony.
0: Correct. Yeah, you're right. Um, And then the Eagles, it's Boston Scott sit back there for the kickoffs.
1: I think of kickoffs. I can't remember who it is for punts, but it's not him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, I think I would just. By way of knowing the names, probably going to give the Eagles or the the Chiefs the edge in the special teams game. Um, an interesting uh, little teaser here. We'll do this teaser for the prop bet world. Um, you can listen to uh, all of the best bets for the Super Bowl from Sports Stuff Betting Stuff uh, later this week. We'll have an episode out. Uh, but a very initial prop bet or bet that you could place: Will there be a touchback on the opening kickoff?
1: I would think so. Is that really was, a prop yeah. bet? Oh always.
0: It is a prop bet, Jim. You know why it's potentially uh less uh automatic than you would think? Why is that? Because the ball that is kicked off goes straight to the Hall of Fame and is not uh has not been tarnished, it's not been you know, manipulated as kickers usually have the opportunity to do. So it is not the typical ball that they're kicking. It's like a brand new ball.
1: Well, and it's the kick kickoff to the Super Bowl. So your asshole is going to fuck her and you go kick the ball.
0: Also that too. But yeah, it is not, it is not like a, a kicker ball that they've had the opportunity like for 10 or 15 minutes to break it in and do stuff like that. It's like, here you go. Here's the ball. Have a good time.
1: Well, and if I'm the returner too, I don't want to be the guy that just, oh, let's just take a touchback. My only Super Bowl moment, and what did I do? Oh, I just hit the ball fly over my head. Good to know.
2: Good to know.
0: Something, something to keep in mind. Whether or not you do something with it or not. Um, but well, sure. more, more to come on all the cool fun picks in the Super Bowl.
2: Super
0: later this week. Any other thoughts on the Super Bowl coming up? Does anybody have any special special plans, special parties, special dishes?
2: I'll probably have my wife make some sliders. I've already had her test the sliders. She's makes some mean slider. Did not know that. So, so, so is your game day
1: chilly, Jim, just for college football? Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. I do not do it for the NFL.
0: What if the Chargers made it to the Super Bowl?
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I understand
0: I, would, I just tossed a, a curveball at you. but I
2: would know what to do, Muff. I would have to take some deep thoughts into what I was doing in the Sundays previously to make that happen <laughs> and then repeat them. I would do the old Bill Parcells thing. Like if I had a dentist appointment the week before, I would go back and sit in that chair <laughs> just to say, like, I have to do the same thing.
1: It's like, are you sure
2: I don't have a cavity?
1: Like I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm serious. That would be unreal. I don't so know if I white
1: it would be bad. White treatment. Uh, Nate, any plans, special plans? No, not at the moment. I'm not sure where I'm gonna be watching the game at or anything in particular. It hasn't been really a big thing in the past. There's been some family friends that have had some get togethers with enough food to feed the whole neighborhood, but that's really probably where we'll end up, if anywhere, I imagine.
2: What pisses me off about it is I've seen things where you can preview the commercials a week ahead of time. That's not that takes the whole spirit of the game out.
0: No, yeah, the commercials Let's be real. The commercials don't have the same pizzazz as they used to because you have so many different ways to get that type of eyes on your product. It's not that's just a true. Super...
2: But like, come on, you know,
0: right? you can blame TikTok, Jim.
2: Just blame I TikTok. Blaming TikTok. Well, one of my drivers is spun. Son of a bitch.
0: Just for the the listeners, Jim, what uh, what bets do you have currently in the NASCAR race that's happening on Sunday night?
2: I have a bunch of drivers to win because I put a bunch of free bets down. So if any of them win, it's free money. But damn, one of my guys of the seven are are out. That's
0: upsetting for you. I apologize. It's not good. It's not good. All right, uh, I will probably watch at least some of the game with some some family friends, um, and. If I had to guess, there may be a request for the family friends that I'll be watching the game with for me to make uh, my my moink balls, my bacon-wrapped meatballs. I'm not
2: going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. People want your balls, Muff.
0: Indeed. indeed. I
1: touched it. I'm sorry. Let's go. (laughs) No, (laughs) I really thought Muff was going to say he was going to make his uh, almost world-famous dirt cake. That's what I thought.
0: It's been a long time since I made that. If I'm being really honest, Nate, you may have been one of the last people to to enjoy that. Uh, I've I've made that a long time. We should have a sports stuff cookbook,
2: and just but that's what we'll do the off season maybe. Cooking with sports stuff and Jim and muff.
0: All of the dishes yeah, to get nice get you through people. a terrible pirate season.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what would you say, Nate? Say, so make it a little YouTube series. Bam! Pow! <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the it'll be the betting episode. Pow! 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the next stuff. Other interesting news in the sports world, as we have already discussed, Tom Brady retires on a video huh? that he posted to social media from a beach, from a beach somewhere, presumably to make the big bucks with Fox. Uh, If this is the end, which I think we all agree that this is the end-end now, uh, what do we think 10 years from now will be Tom Brady's legacy?
2: I'm glad you mentioned that. I saw a stat that if you look at Tom Brady's career, he has three Hall of Fame careers wrapped up in one.
1: Each decade he played, yeah. That is insane.
2: I, I would dare say he is the greatest quarterback to play the game. I don't know anybody better than him. I don't
0: know if that's a very daring
2: statement, though, is it?
1: I know some people are going
2: to yell about it.
1: There's just never going to be that kind of story again to go from, well, whatever pick he was, like fifth, sixth, seventh round, whatever, to go from a backup to a, like Jim said, the three or three uh, Pro Bowl or Pro Bowl. Three Super Bowls or seven Super Bowls, whatever. I mean, it's just never going to be done. No one's going to take the chance and even to get that guy the opportunity.
2: I mean, Mahomes is probably the only viable guy to make a run at it. And even then, right. the way he plays, I don't think he can do it.
1: Well, and where he was taken in the draft, too, it's like, was he 10-football? Yeah. Yeah. 10? yeah.
0: Brock, Brock Purdy is about the only only option you have, and that's – That's true, too. To take, 15 oh years for him, to, yeah, for him to even get there anywhere near that's 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's the perfect storm. Yeah, Tom Brady 10 years from now will still be the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. And not oh. one that was, you know, wrapped up in huge
1: contracts either, when you think about it.
0: Got oh, paid.
1: Nice. Got paid. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what made this New England team so good, is he would take a little bit of a pay cut to the for them to go out and get another receiver or go get someone on defense.
2: I think some of, some of his controversies are very Jordan esque. Like the whole gambling thing and the going to baseball thing is the the equivalent of deflate gate and, you know, his weird
0: retiring. I mean, he had to retire the retirement.
2: So (laughs) it's, it's very unique. Um, his I was
0: crypt, thinking he's
2: crypto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also retired the same day Ozzy Osbourne retired. Throwing that out there.
1: Kind of weird. Well, then I also saw a couple other stats, too. He has beaten every team in the NFL. Did and he? Yeah, he has beaten every team in the NFL. The only one that was in question was the Patriots, and he beat them last year or two years ago when they played in Foxborough. Mm-hmm. And he does not have a losing record against any teams he's ever played against. Jeez, how. Oh. And there's – nobody's going to be able to do what he did. No, and I think of the teams, like, obviously New England he's 1-0 against. There was two others. I want to say Tampa was one of them he has not lost to. And then the other one I think was maybe Minnesota. <laughs> but, yeah, winning record against every team in the league has beaten every team in the league. And three of the teams in the league he's never lost to. Mm.
0: It's nuts. Did uh, either of you see the uh, the jar of sand that's being sold? No. Yeah, or... what
1: lunatic would one go and get that to try to sell it? And two, who in their right mind's paying that?
0: I forget what the cut. What is it like? Sixty grand plus.
1: Some... What is this
2: jar of sand, gentlemen?
0: It's a jar of sand from where he was standing, supposedly, whenever he made his announcement. Shut up. No lies, Jim.
2: That ain't real. There's it, no... it is
0: real. <laughs> Go no on need
2: real you can make a bid right now.
0: You can make a bid.
2: How do we know it's not some other piece of sand somewhere from some other beach? Um,
1: exactly.
0: They took they, they took a picture that appears to be, but again, there's so many different ways to doctor the imaging, but uh it, it appears to be the same background that Tom Brady had.
2: Get out of here. Uh, get out of here
0: somebody will buy it we all know this it will be purchased
1: i don't know i don't know that just makes me think back to what was it last year when the guy won the that uh brady's last touchdown pass ball at auction and then brady's like just kidding i'm not retired right
2: oh yeah that sucks (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: all right anything else on tom brady no i'm good all right, let's get into some other NFL discussion with the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl I didn't
2: happens. really understand the Pro Bowl. I feel like it was rigged.
0: Why do you feel it's rigged? <laughs> is this just, just the, your new thing? The NFL is rigged at all times.
2: <laughs> no, the whole format of it, they were like, these points were awarded on this time. And then here's a pre recorded thing where this had some points. And it was like they were feeding us the narrative all the way to the end. When it felt like it
1: was already predetermined. Well, in the words of Josh Jacobs, this shit's stupid. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Josh Jacobs did say that. Uh, this is obviously a year one in a, uh, I don't know, a, a test of what could be in the future of the Pro Bowl. Um, it started out earlier in the week or later in the later last week when they had a couple successive nights of games. Uh, I think it was Thursday. They had the precision passing, which was hilarious that Derek Carr won it. And then the comment afterward, (laughs) have you ever been that hot when you were in Las Vegas? And he replied, "Uh, I think I'd still be playing there if I was. Yeah, (laughs) Just hilarious that he went there. Uh, But that was one of the events. Then there was dodgeball, which I didn't watch any of this. I just saw some of the stuff later. Um, but it was mm. hard to find.
1: Like, I didn't see it on TV. Yeah, I'm, not I'm sure it was, but I didn't watch any of it either. I watched a little bit of today's 7-on-7 seven seven stuff.
2: Yeah, that's what I watched.
0: Yeah, I watched a little bit of that today, too. They had a best catch, uh, which was Matt Leinart and Jimmy Clausen tossing the footballs around to those wide receivers. Yes, you heard that, Matt Leinart and Jimmy Clausen. What? Who in the world decided Jimmy Clausen was the person, the other person? Like Matt Lowry, I get it.
1: Everybody else was golfing, Muff. I don't know. Whenever I was watching earlier when they were doing it in between one of the flag football games, uh, Diggs' brother was tossing to him. Oh, really? Yeah. Silly. Now, I don't know who was tossing to uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, but Trayvon was tossing to Stefan.
0: So nuts, nuts. I just didn't get that. Uh, they had a lightning round that had an egg toss, um, had some like who could catch the most footballs from the the jugs machine, as well as ones that were punted. It looked like uh, it was the lightning round. Uh, there was a longest drive, as in golf drive competition, which I did not watch, nor did I see any of the, the clips from that. It must not have gone the best
1: because um, all the yeah, quarterbacks. Some of those guys look like they've never swung a golf club in their life.
0: Well, because all of the all of the, the quarterbacks that are good at golf either opted out of the Pro Bowl or played in the Pro-Am.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, they had the American Ninja thing with a bunch of them, and they also had like uh, a long snapper, punter, kicker thing for tic-tac-toe, which was embarrassing for the kickers. The long snappers were on point. It was just... They need to refine it. I'll give them that. They just need to refine it. Okay, would you... Well, what'd when you I
1: actually think? stopped and thought about this today. It's like, The NFL is the only league of, like, all the major leagues that can't play or doesn't play a traditional all-star game. Right. Yeah. It's like all these guys are worried about getting hurt. It's like, really, you don't see the guys in Major League Baseball worried they're going to get hit by a pitch or, or break an ankle running first base. Same thing with basketball. They have a slam dunk competition. And then they played no defense in the All-Star game and see who can score almost 200 points. <laughs> I mean, at least they're still playing the game.
0: All right, what were your thoughts on the flag football game on Sunday? It was oh, fun.
1: It was, it was fun uh, to the, watch. The little bit of, different rules were a little bit different. It wasn't like a traditional seven-on-seven. Seven. I mean, I kind of liked how they were able to blitz a little bit and they could run as long as it wasn't within, like, five to ten yards away.
0: Yeah, or it was the, it was a little bit different.
1: But, yeah, it almost just felt like, all right, receivers, go run around, and then we'll throw you the ball, and then the DBs will just grab the flag. But, I mean, Jair Alexander did have a pick six, and there were some turnovers and stuff, so it wasn't as boring as I expected it to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's be real. it's That's kind of what – The Pro Bowl had been in the past, anyways, a seven-on-seven type of game.
1: There Mm -hmm. wasn't
0: wasn't a lot of hitting. Um, It's not like Sean Taylor was still out there blowing people up. So, any other thoughts on the Pro Bowl?
1: Um, I was actually surprised by the turnout. I mean, they did show a couple like wide-angle shots, and it looked like there were a lot of people there.
2: Yeah, that's true. The audio was bad. Like everybody, hot mic and. You you got Pat McAfee in there, right, which is mm-hmm. great, but you, there was not enough balance. And I know this is super nerdy, and I apologize, but, like, if you paid money for Pat McAfee, let's turn down somebody's mic on the field and let's listen to Pat McAfee, or let's turn Pat up. Like, let's figure out a balance there.
1: Yeah, as you kept hearing, like, Peyton and Eli from the sidelines calling plays and coaching them up or whatever.
2: Right. It did not work well.
0: So let's continue in the NFL category. Let's talk about NFL coaching changes. Uh, We'll start with the head coaches, see where things are. I don't think I've missed any news recently. Um, As far as head coaching vacancies that have been filled, we have Frank Reich headed to the Panthers, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts. Frank Reich. Another mind going to Carolina. What do we think about that hire for the Panthers?
1: Sounded like the players were really hoping the interim would get the job. And, and like, Frank Reich hasn't shown me anything as a head coach, but wasn't he was the offensive coordinator for the uh, Eagles when they won the Super Bowl?
0: Frank Reich yeah. does have an offensive background. I was trying to remember where he was. He, he I believe he had an Eagles tie. Yeah, I just don't remember when.
1: Yeah, so that's why Nick Foles ended up in Indy. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he hasn't shown me anything in Indianapolis. as a head coach to make me want to say, oh, let's go hire him.
0: Right, right. Um, <clears throat> next in Houston, the Texans hired D'Amico Ryans.
1: I like that hire, but it's still the Texans until they prove me otherwise.
0: It is. This is a defensive mind. D'Amico Ryans is a defensive mind, correct? So i um, starting to see where that will come into play. Obviously, Texans have a lot of rebuilding to do, but uh, they do at least have uh, some young talent on the offensive side of the ball. See where that ends up.
1: Um, Plus, like DeBico being a younger co- coach, a former player, mm-hmm. used to play for the Texans. So I think he's going to bring a lot of energy into that program.
0: Yeah. And, and the last head, coach and, head coaching vacancy that has been filled most recently is sean payton to the broncos which doesn't seem to meet any of those demands that he had um initially of what he's looking for his space, which if i remember right, this one right one of them was what uh, warm weather yeah sure <laughs> i forget what the, it was like two or three things right that came up warm weather
1: it was like warm weather uh, control of player personnel uh-huh. Man, I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah, let's let's just be honest with
2: ourselves. If the Chargers had fired their guy, he was going to he was going to yeah. LA. Well, the Chargers are idiots.
0: <laughs> Maybe they just didn't want to give up all of the, the draft picks that were given up. So the Broncos did uh because officially Sean Payton was still if he came out of retirement under contract with the Saints. The Patriots had to trade this ra- this year's first round pick, a 29th overall, and their second round pick in 2024 to the Saints to hire Sean Payton. The Broncos will get the Saints' third-round pick in 2024.
1: I just think the Broncos are overspending for him and for Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, two two areas on the team that they've said, oh,
1: we'll just start giving away the house. Yeah, it's not like when you went out and signed Peyton Manning as a free agent and you knew right then and there you're a contender. It's so like even with Sean Payton, it's relatively the same roster – And plus you're competing in the AFC West with the likes of the Chargers and the Chiefs. So I don't think this team is going to be winning anytime soon. Maybe in two to three years.
0: They're going to let's ride all the way into mediocre town. That's what I think. Uh, And then other vacancies right now, the Colts still vacant. Uh, Jim Mercer is apparently uh, interviewing everybody under the sun. Um, Do we think the longer this goes out, the better or
1: worse opportunity it is for Jeff Saturday to get this gig? I'm going to say the worse it is for him because it sounded like Ursay really liked him. And if Irsay's calling all the shots, then I think he would have just stuck with him. But I don't think Saturday's a long-term answer there. Jim? I don't think Saturday's coming back.
0: All right. Uh, I, I agree. The longer this goes, the less likely it is that Jeff Saturday will be a part of the coaching situation for the Colts moving forward. And lastly, the Cardinals also with their vacancy after Cliff Kingsbury is fired. uh, A lot of discussion about um, who are the main candidates for this. Are they waiting for anybody that's currently uh, involved in the Super Bowl? And is Kyler Murray a uh, a attractor or a deterrent to potential candidates based on his relationship with Cliff Kingsbury?
1: From what I've seen floating around on social media, that's why they haven't hired anybody yet. Is people really don't want to be tied to him because they just signed him that contract extension. So I don't know. Uh,
2: The enemy? Is that his name?
1: With the Chargers? Mm -hmm.
2: I could see him landing there or the Colts, but I could see him landing there at the Cardinals.
0: There's, you know what I've heard, le- and it, again there in the Super Bowl, heard less and less of his name coming up this off season. There's actually a a whole like subsection of odd discussions related to Eric Bieniemy and what his role really is with the Chiefs offense. Is he coming up with the game plans and Andy Reid calling the game? Is Andy Reid coming up with the game plans and Bieniemy's calling the game, or is it some, uh, you know, mutual symbiotic relationship? Um, there is a lot of discussion. Again, you have to go a little bit deeper to find it, but there is some speculation of what his true role as the offensive genius behind that system is.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah,
0: so TBD on that. Uh, Real quick, we'll go over the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator situations. Um First, offensively, the Patriots have hired Bill O'Brien from – Alabama to take over as the offensive coordinator, uh, replacing Matt Patricia. And I believe there was another offensive person in that role. Uh, the Jets have hired Nathaniel Hackett from the Packers, uh, which is what has fueled the speculation of Aaron Rodgers potentially going to New York. The Rams have hired Michael Floor from the Jets. So you get a little swap there. Uh, the Chargers hired Kellen Moore, Jim, from the Cowboys. How do you feel about that? Okay, we'll see.
2: I I don't hold my breath. You know what I mean? Cowboys are doing good things, but the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Chargers are the Chargers. I feel a mediocre rise. Okay. The Cowboys have hired Brian Schottenheimer to replace Kellen Moore. Schottenheimer was a consultant with the Cowboys last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Schottenheimers in general. So, I feel like this will be good. I, I, oh, never mind. He was the Jacksonville Jaguars passing game coordinator. Under Urban Meyer.
0: The Raiders have hired Scott Turner from the Cowboys to take over as offensive coordinator in Las Vegas.
2: From the Commanders, sir. You said Cowboys.
0: I said from the Commanders.
1: No, you said Cowboys.
2: Boom. Oh!
0: Okay. We can listen to it back later. <laughs> it says from the Commanders on our notes, so. It does. Uh, the Colts have a vacancy as they're waiting to fill Marcus Brady's spot. Uh, Cardinals have a vacancy as they're waiting to fill Cliff Kingsbury's spot.
1: The Bucks, Nate, have a vacancy. Byron Leftwich, what are you thinking? Um, from everything I've read online so far, it seems like they are really high on this uh, guy that used to be there. At, is now at the University of Georgia, Todd Munkin, who at one point in time was the O.C. in Tampa. All
0: right. And the Titans are also looking to fill a spot, as well as the Commanders, who obviously had Scott Turner go to DeRayda. So on the defensive side of the ball, much less going on here. The Falcons have hired Ryan Nielsen from the Saints. The Dolphins hired Vic Fangio. The Browns hired Jim Swartz as a defense coordinator. The Panthers have a vacancy,
1: and the Vikings have a vacancy. Panthers no longer have a vacancy.
0: Did that just happen? Okay.
1: Yeah, they got somebody from the Broncos. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Yep. and
2: that happened today, didn't it?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> there
0: we go. Defensive football did not reach the front pages during the Pro Bowl. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, anything else in the professional football world, gents?
2: Uh, No, I think we're good, buddy.
0: Okay, next get to the NHL All-Star Game, where the Atlantic Division wins for the first time, in the 3v3 format, history of this event with the Kachuk Brothers stealing the show. Matthew taking him the MVP trophy. Blah, blah, blah. They had other events that happened on Friday, I believe. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Anything else we want to talk
1: about with the NHL All-Star Game? And that's hockey! So you want to talk about things feeling like they're fixed. I mean, it definitely felt like the hometown Kachuk was going to go in there. Oh, yeah, you can shoot the puck all you want. Oh, yeah, we're going to give you the the free car and the mvp award make the fans go home happy because your team has sucked this year
2: Sorry, right, guys i had a brief interruption
1: nothing
0: on things being rigged
2: nothing i'm sure it was rigged that's a great <laughs> that's great babe good night <laughs> <laughs> sorry
1: all right uh let's get it i soon. should just
2: make her her own podcast is literally what i should do or she just talks to herself
1: she needs her own segment
2: she really does.
0: What would she call it, you think, Jim?
2: Cheeky bastards.
0: <laughs> That's what your three year old daughter would call it? Yep. <laughs> okay. Make sure we're on the same page there. In the NBA, now there's breaking news today on this topic. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll come back. We'll be, put this full circle and let Jim, I'll let you announce where he has been traded. Uh, but Kyrie Irving asked for a trade from the Nets adding to his tumultuous times on different teams over the past five-ish years. Um, reports at the time were saying he was looking for a max contract for your $198.5 million. Um <clears throat> And just today, Kyrie has been traded to Jim. The Dallas Mavericks.
2: To join Luka Doncic. And whoever's left after all of these pieces fall in place. <laughs> right. Mavericks are sending Dorian Feeney-Smith, Spencer DeWindle, DeWindy. An unprotected 2029 first round and second round picks in 2027. And Markeef Morris will come from the Nets as well.
0: Okay. So that has obviously gone down. Uh, It has happened. It will be what it will be. It will be what it will be. It will be Be what it will be. Is is Kyrie becoming a player now? Again, he requested to trade him within a week. He was traded, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Would you, as a general manager, what type of approach would you have taken if you knew that you were a potential landing spot for Kyrie Irving? Like, you had run. okay. Okay, Jim, say you had to truly evaluate and put something forward. No.
1: No, I want to disconnect my phone line. Yeah, no.
0: (laughs) So there's no, Kyrie wants to come. There's no amount of pieces that you can move that you'd be like, this makes it okay.
1: No, No. he's such a freaking distraction. He is poison.
0: He is poison. There it is.
2: I'm not letting him kill my team, even if I'm the Cavaliers. No, thanks. You were great. You served your purpose. No more.
0: Do we think he's going to make it through the rest of the season in Dallas without having any major issue? Now, there's always little things that come up across the league. So I'm not, I'm talking about major issues.
2: You mean like newsworthy issues?
0: Well, no. Him taking a dump the wrong way could be a newsworthy issue. I'm talking about a legitimate newsworthy issue.
2: I think he'll make it the rest of the season without any major issues. I think the big news is going to be how him and Luka fit. That'll be the the narrative for the rest of the season. I think the cameras are now going to turn to KD, who there's already buzz of where he will land and will he make it the whole season because of this move.
0: It's definitely worth a discussion uh, to see where it ends up. And who knows? With the NBA, the way it goes, once one piece falls like this, there could be five others the dominance could just start toppling over yeah um so tbd on what happens in this league the rest of the season um jimmy
2: was lead into some ufc talk you put it on did i put it on here did you put it on here what you have written down is all i know and it's conor mcgregor versus michael chandler will be opposing coaches in the new season of the ultimate fighter there will be a fight to be scheduled after the season ends most likely at 170 pounds. And that is shocking in that Michael Chandler is not necessarily the big fight that Connor has been begging for. And the fact that Connor is a coach in an ultimate fighter season is also, I understand a money. It's more beneficial to Dana than Connor. So it's very much. It looks like Connor's towing the company line in this situation.
0: Is Michael Chandler like an up-and-coming fighter? Is he a seasoned vet? I, it, was...
2: It's been so long, due to all the hatred I have for Dana White, that I couldn't tell you.
0: Okay, I was just curious because if this could be like a move to put put Chandler over in the end, right? <clears throat> get
2: well, him I mean, a high, if,
0: get him a high-profile matchup that he wins, and
2: if Connor comes back and you know has that glass jaw. Yeah, it's pretty much over.
0: Okay, uh, Jim, I think you had some NASCAR discussions you wanted to get into. Whether it's about this race, I think there was something going on in the NASCAR world.
2: So two things: we have a NASCAR race, the Clash of the Coliseum, uh, an exhibition race where they do it inside of a you know a football stadium, um, short track. I have money on it. It's crazy. Um, thing about this race that I want to talk about is they put mufflers on the cars to help the noise situation for the fans watching the race during a practice Ty Gibbs car caught fire because the protective foam may have been too close to the muffler and everybody's like, well, it might be cause for concern. We're going to have some safety people look at it. So
1: they could be all just driving around in death traps. Isn't that what NASCAR is on on uh, an day? Well, since Dale uh, Earnhardt died,
2: RIP, um they had they had really made these like the safest things ever, and then they came out with these gen new gen cars, and they're basically like rolling tanks. So like the probability of these guys getting hurt was very, very slim. Um, but then once you know you make them combustible from the inside, you've up the game a bit. Which brings me to my next, you know, rolling tank thing. Last year, uh, I believe his name, Ross Chastain, did the miracle run where he punched it on a short track at 50 miles an hour against the wall and passed five cars on the last lap, like a video game. You remember us talking about that? It was legal, except now they're saying, it was legal, but not really, because it's not really safe. So we're going to ban that move moving forward. So the most newsworthy brought as many eyes as they could <clears throat> to the sport move. They're going to say, "Now nah, we don't want that. So, I mean, that's dumb. So how, how, no how,
0: how can you pass people then?
2: Well, not, not slamming it down at 50, 60 miles an hour against the wall. You can bump
0: them out of the way. Right. I was going to say, like, we can rub and we can do all these little things. But no, no, no. By the way. When it Don't only send you, it on the wall. When only you are putting yourself in danger, most likely by putting it yeah. into the wall like that. No, we can't have that. It was really stupid.
2: Anyway, NASCAR starts. The real deal starts February nineteenth in Daytona. Get your beers. Drink with me for every rack. <laughs> drink with Jim every rack. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Last, we're gonna
0: go into the college football world. Um, this is an interesting topic for me, may not be for others, but I found it interesting. Maybe some additional fallout, maybe, I'm going to say maybe, after Deion Sanders leaves Jackson State, as the faculty have voted no confidence in the president of Jackson State. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to quote straight from the article that I found, uh, these university leaders, including Hudson. Uh, Have exhibited a continuous pattern of failing to respect shared governance, transparency, accountability, and have worked outside of professional norms that have broad implications for the campus climate, the reputation of Jackson State University, and the university's commitment both to providing high-quality education and to carrying out its mission of a commitment to excellence. The Faculty Senate remains intent to advance the concerns of the faculty and expresses a continued willingness to engage in any form to yield remedy to the issues shared by its body. Question. Do we think this has anything to do with what happened while Dion was there, or as part of his departure, or a reason for his departure, as the unrest between uh,
1: faculty and administration exists? Well, I think him leaving definitely had to play a part in it.
2: I think it's all of the above. I think, I think, while he was there, from if you believe everything he says, and I, I, in this situation, I do. Mm -hmm. He put emphasis on academics and put a lot of emphasis on making sure that his players were great in the classroom. So if that would endear him to faculty, if faculty realizes they lost their star coach because the president or the administration was stealing money from Dion, it's real easy for them to vote no confidence. Correct.
0: Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I have to. It has something. I'm not sure exactly where it falls. Uh, to play the devil's advocate for a second, um, what if part of what Dion had worked Dion had worked out with the administration put more stress on the faculty in their roles, um, and maybe that was part of it. Again, I don't think I would say that's probably not the case, um, but that would also potentially be a shared governance issue at a collegiate institution of, hey, we're going to make you do all these other things because we got the coach. And he wants this done, and this is what he needs for his players, but it's not really what you have to do, but we're going to make you do it anyway. So I'm just, I don't think and that's that the case. could be an
2: option too. I agree with yeah. that.
0: I just don't think, I, I think that's the less likely of the options, but I do think that Dion's presence there and his departure has something to do with this situation.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. And that wraps up uh, the football. Hold on, talk. I'd like to talk about Another... something real quick. Yes.
2: Uh, Tommy Reese offensive coordinator for Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. took a job at Alabama because Bill O'Brien's leaving. James Laurinaitis left Notre Dame to come back to Ohio State as an offensive uh, grad student. Blows my mind. Uh, But with these two big departures from Notre Dame, is Notre Dame having a coaching issue?
1: I'm going to say no. No, I don't think it's a coaching issue, but it is something to keep an eye out for. I mean, Tommy Reese, who was always saying, oh, I'm a Notre Dame alum and I love Notre Dame. And then it's like Nick Saban comes calling and you jump ship. Because it was just something we were talking about in my football group chat this week. It's like they were kept calling it a lateral move, but it's like, yeah, you can say the job title is a lateral move, but you're going from Notre Dame to Alabama, who's proven to have been there, done that and you can be part of something bigger and better. I mean, my big knock on Notre Dame all the time is you're never going to win a conference championship there. You're never going to be able to recruit Alabama. So why not go there and see if what you've been doing at this level can compete at the next level, even though it's a lateral move?
2: Exactly. I think that was my point is that James Laurinaitis didn't get a job from Ohio State, so he went to Notre Dame, and that was great. He got the experience. But when Notre Dame says, or when Ohio State says, "Hey, come back," he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gone." Tommy Reese, Notre Dame guy, he's living there. He's like, "Oh, I, I'm all Notre Dame." Saban comes, he's like, "Oh, see you later." The, the easiness that it is to leave Notre Dame to the big dogs, to me, is an issue, and kind of le- I lean towards the, "Hey, Notre Dame, why don't you jump in a conference?" And that that issue goes <laughs> away.
0: Yeah, does it go away?
2: Depending on what conference they jump in.
0: If you're if you're still if Notre Dame is still giving you the experience to get these stepping stones, now I understand Lorinitis didn't wasn't a stepping stone, but may put him back to a place where he wanted to be.
2: Your but chances I'm, of a national title, I think, go up if you're in a conference, especially in moving forward.
0: Well, I don't think James Laurenitis cares about the championship right now. He cares about the coaching experience. But if you're a national championship coach offensive grad student. It's
2: still a resume that, builder, don't you know what I mean?
0: I don't think that holds any clout in the coaching world.
2: I I don't know if I agree with you. I, I don't know. I don't know enough to say. Well, and I just look at this just like the
1: transfer portal. Like, everybody wants to transfer and go to the bigger, better school. Yeah. Coaching's the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. these guys are leaving Notre Dame to go to somewhere that's a more proven blue blood in college football. Even look at Dion. Like Exactly. You knew he wasn't gonna stay there his whole coaching career. He was using that as a stepping stone. He got exposure to well, I mean, let's face it, the HBCUs haven't gotten the exposure they should. And he brought light to that. And now he just like everybody else in the portal, he's like, Guys, I gotta go and chase the next thing.
2: And so if you're a team like Notre Dame, I think gone are the days of the independent. And I think they need to get on the bus quicker than everybody else. That's my that's my spiel. Sorry, Muff.
0: We go, bango, bongo. Which takes us out of this and brings us into Mount Massive. Yodela,
2: Man, it's still not the same. I miss Alex. All right. So.
1: Get better you know, soon, Alex.
2: All right. Get well soon, Alex.
1: Or send us a sound bite.
2: All <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> Our Mount Massive topic is, where would you like to play in a Super Bowl? Five cities of your choosing. Um, My five cities are unique. Um, I'll start from least to highest in my order. Uh, I want to play in Cleveland um, because I just want to see a Super Bowl in Cleveland. As an Ohio boy, that's just my thing. Um, New York, because I think the after party would be fantastic. Win or lose. Green Bay. Green Bay. Because you'd have that frozen, you have the possibility of the frozen tundra game, and win a Super Bowl. Like any little kid wants to play in the snow, and you fulfill that, you know, dream. Um, L. A. again, the after party, um, and then Las Vegas because I mean I'm a degenerate.
0: The after party. Yeah. But well, as an NFL player, you couldn't be a degenerate.
2: Well, somebody could.
0: Like there's mayweather. always a muff
2: neck somewhere
0: is there floyd mayweather oh hey friends put all this money on me
2: yeah <laughs> so go ahead nate I'll, I'll go to nate nate you ready
1: yeah so my top five in no particular order i put any dome just for the weather it doesn't matter where it's at <laughs> um number four not that they play there anymore but when the pro bowl used to be in honolulu i mean like you said the whole after party what 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 yeah, wouldn't be better than winning the Super Bowl in great weather, and then you can celebrate by going to the beach.
2: That's good. That's good. And then I
1: also had Lambeau on there just for the history, like you said, the frozen tundra and the whole Vince Lombardi background. I mean, just to be able to play in one of the oldest stadiums in the league. um, In Tampa, be able to play in your favorite team's hometown for a Super Bowl. And then the other one is not even a. NFL City, but we have talked about it in the past, is I would like to play in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I didn't know if I
2: wanted to throw that on here. That's why I said just LA. Mm-hmm. it happened to me in the Rose Bowl, I wouldn't be mad, but that's a good point.
1: But yeah, I think I would rather play in the Rose Bowl than at SoFi.
2: <sighs> SoFi's a cool stadium, though.
0: It is. rain sideways at you. Right. In the Dome. Ish.
2: That's a good list. That's a good list. Muff, on to you.
0: Uh, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Minnesota, for the reasons that Nate said. Give me a dome. As an NFL player, if I'm playing, I don't want to play in the cold. Why would I want to put myself into a frozen tundra game? Why would I want that? I don't want snow. I want to play in the dome in the Super Bowl, and I want it to be a fun game. I don't want to have to be cold. I don't have to worry about the 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 heaters on the sidelines and you know kicking the snow around for the field goal kicker at the end of the game like i don't want that i want the dome and then arizona and los angeles because you know what it's also probably gonna be good weather so give me i'm a fair weather player
2: fair enough um just a brief update on this la Clash race um forgot to mention that cypress hill was the pre-race entertainment then they stopped the race halfway If you remember last year, they had Ice Cube, which I thought would relate to some of the older fans of NASCAR. You know, it's not Willie Nelson NASCAR fans, but y'all remember Ice Cube. Today's a good day. Um, This year, we have Wiz Khalifa. Not sure if we hit the mark for the NASCAR generation.
0: Is is it what? Stop and go, stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. (laughs) Huh? You know which pedal to push. Stop and go,
2: stop and go, stop and go. Left turn,
1: left turn, yeah, left, left turn.
2: <laughs> caution yellow, caution yellow. Yeah. Caution <laughs> yellow. <laughs> green
0: flag, green flag, green flag.
2: Okay, and that that wraps up Mount Massive.
0: It does wrap up Mount Massive, and since Alex is not here, I don't think, or do we have, do we have it? I have three would-you-rathers. Okay, we'll get into would you rather. So uh, would you rather lick the bottom of somebody's foot after they've walked on asphalt all day or um, lick somebody's earwax?
2: Oh, this is (laughs) would-you-rather. Okay. Would you rather call heads or tails in the Super Bowl? Heads.
0: Tails. Tails never fails. I'm
2: with tails. Tails never fails. Okay. Next. (laughs) Would you rather be the guy who blows the play in the World Series or blows the play in the Super Bowl?
0: World Series because you didn't say Game 7.
2: Well, Game 7 (laughs) is what I mean, Muff. Like the last play of the World Series.
0: Or the last play of the Super Bowl? Yep. Of World Series still. I'd rather do that.
2: But you're infamous, like Bartman.
0: Merry Christmas.
2: Good night, Tess. (laughs)
1: Um, I think I would have to say Super Bowl because only because you can say, "Oh well, there might have been some communication, this, that, and the other." And baseball, if you blow it, I mean, it's all on you. Yeah, you can't, you can't say, "Oh well, I got the mix up in coverage," or "Oh, I ran the wrong route." It's like, no, you pulled a Buckner, you let the ball go between your legs.
2: Yep, yep. I wouldn't.
0: Wait, this is blow the call as an official or?
1: No,
2: no this is a player. This is a player. Yeah,
0: I'm still World Series.
2: Okay, and lastly, in a NASCAR race, do you want to be the jack man or the tire changer?
0: So, in this is the algorithms in my favor. Uh, I've watched like a a a cam video of somebody that was the jack guy it's not as difficult when i say is difficult there's not as much to that job as i thought there was it's boom 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 get them out and the next tire that comes on all you have to do is tighten them there's nothing that you have to do otherwise
2: you got to make like, sure the jack gets under there and you got to make sure the car gets up
0: no i'm talking about the zip 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 that's the I'm tire the, guy tire guy that's what i'm saying yeah. the tire the tire guy just you just have to get down that pattern and wash, rinse, repeat. The jack guy, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot bigger opportunity to screw that up. Like, if you screw that up, there's a lot of things get screwed up.
2: Oh, yeah. But if you leave a lug nut (laughs) loose, that car is going to be messed up and coming back in and probably done for the day.
0: You know what? That's fine because apparently we can have mufflers that put cars on fire and that's still okay. So, you know what? I'll be okay with that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, you're going to go with the tire guy?
1: The tire guy. (laughs) Nate. I'll be the I'll be the Jack guy because I don't know if even if I had it so down pat, I think I would be so like in my own head of okay, do I do this? Did I tighten this all the way? Is this all the way on there? No, Jack. Okay, it's up. Okay, now it's down. Bye. That's it.
2: I'm with Nate because even if I got it right, even if I was if I did the best pass ever for the next forty laps, I'm gonna be sweating them tires until they come back and I gotta do it again. It'd be the most anxiety ridden job. No thank you. What
0: about the gas guy? It would be the gas guy?
2: No, cuz if something goes wrong I'm a fireball. Okay. No thank you.
0: Is there any other any other positions there? They still have the windshield guy?
2: They have the windshield guy. I could be in the hands of a drink. <laughs> That's the easiest one. <laughs> or the guy mm-hmm. on the box that tells him what to do. Turn left.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, in a circle track, yes. Very yeah. easy. <laughs> Not in a, a racetrack. A, a, what do they call those?
1: Road track. Or Road a, track.
0: Yeah. Road track.
1: I still think there should be one circle racetrack a year when they have to do all right turns. Just see how many people it would mess with. <laughs>
2: they're going to do a race this year in Chicago where it's a street
1: course all over to Chicago. Hmm. Why does that sound like a recipe for disaster?
2: I, I
0: know so okay so they say what nate just proposed has to happen they all have to make all right turns how much do you think that's going to cost in just reconfiguring the car
2: i don't really know like is that a thing would they have to do a lot of changes yeah they'd have to change the way that the car's set up because it's all pitched to the left right but i don't know like what it would do everything inside the car like the way the seat like i don't know That'd be hard. Hmm. I'm right. watching Wiz Khalifa at a NASCAR race. This is this is bizarre world, hmm. and that is would you rather? That
0: is would you rather? And that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff and friends minus Alex and Sam. We have received uh, an apology, an apology from Jim's wife. <laughs> Actually, no, it's no. more it's more of a calling out. It's, it's more out of a called the- out. <laughs> Just see if she I don't know. Try. I
1: haven't seen evidence of this hat, though, so did it really happen, or Jim just reading the cue card? Buddy, I
2: have the hat. <laughs> Do not get me in any more trouble. I love my wife. She's the best. Did, did you say that just how she wrote it? <laughs> you're going you're to be in trouble. I'm going to put the guns at you. <laughs> <laughs> For now, mate, they're
0: squarely at me. Well, mostly at Jim, but also sort of yeah. at me. I'm I'm catching the the crossfire at the moment. Yes, <laughs> um, guilty by association, right? I'm just, I you know, I did my part by putting out some clips, and clips were to the liking. But uh, this does wrap up this week's episode of Sports Stuff with Jim Muff. Remember, follow us at Sports Gym Muff on Instagram and Twitter, w forward slash Jim Muff on Facebook, on YouTube. Like, comment, rate, subscribe, review, hook, tickle, squeeze. Uh, none- None of Nate's verbs that we talked about last week because we're allowed to use those, Nate. No, no, no. Uh, that's
1: why I haven't said anything this week.
0: Put my Dikembe Matumbo finger up. No, no, no. No, 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 not no, 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 not just house. So I prefer the Consuela from Family Guy. No,
1: no, no, <laughs> no,
0: no. Uh, to keep this rock ship going towards the moon, past the moon, and into the rest of the solar system, the constellations, and the stars, make sure With that the you... balloon. <laughs> <laughs> we made it through the whole episode. <laughs> Tell a friend. Make a friend. Be uh... um.